No Richie or Dan today, but I'm not feeling lonely like Bridget Jones because we do have a team in the group stages of the Champions League or the Europa League. Dundalk sealing their place in the playoff round with a 3-0 win over Bate Borisov. If you're listening to the director's cut on Friday, we'll talk about their opponents in the playoff round because, of course, at that stage we'll know who that is or at this stage, depending on when you're listening. Also, we'll talk about Cork City's good, stroke bad, stroke indifferent result against Genk right here. It is the News Talk SSE or Tricity League podcast and we're joined here at Turner's Cross by Cork City manager John Caulfield. John, it didn't quite work out on the night. She lost 2-1 against a very, very good gang side and I guess their quality toll in the end? Absolutely. I knew all along you said, you know, they, they're a top quality side and um, way above our, our level. That's why we played so well last week and when you got a couple of opportunities uh, in the way game we, we needed to score and the fear was always in danger was that if they scored one tonight you needed three in. But we actually started well we had a half hour nightmare depending and um, then we gave away soft goals but is that the really frustrating thing that for the most part you actually played well but yes. a couple of their guys got free and they punished you yeah and that was it in the difference point we were very good at we're very good at tracking runners we're very good at defending set pieces but um, you know we gave away soft goals and that's probably the most annoying thing but a lot of the lads didn't play as well as they can they played within themselves and uh, but in the second half we did great the lads had a right goal left everything on the pitch Crow were fantastic at some point it was going to, it was going to end for us and we are disappointed but you know hopefully it's a step is going for us to drive on for the rest of the season Have you seen in this European campaign the various ways which you can line out your team because in the second half when you changed it up brought on a couple of strikers changed the shape of it he played equally as well yeah. as he had done for the most part of this European campaign. Yeah, well, it, it's hard to know. Like, you, you must remember, they were two up two, yeah. and it's a different game for them because they were they got same. But we did very well in the second half, and we left there. I left on the pitch, but I suppose um, you know to play four for two, you know, against teams like the Swedish club, we wouldn't have beaten them in, in that system, you know. But um, it was different against Linfield, who played like ourselves, played like ourselves. But uh, I think you know we we had a goal in the second half, but at the same time they still hit, still missed a penalty, they still had a chance in the second half. But we were throwing caution to win so goals dictate games but overall um, you know the lads have done brilliant to get to the third round you know everyone's just hoping at the very start of the season the board that we just win our first game against Linfield we won our second round we are disappointed not tonight but it was a full house and in fairness to the crowd they appreciate the lads they worked their socks off and we are disappointed but Genk are a very good side you know Pesuela played 25 times in Premiership you know brilliant player and Bailey on the left wing and just all over the park you know but still at the same time uh, the annoying thing is that we conceded early on and we didn't want to do that I spoke to Neil Horgan and Colin O'Brien and Anthony Buckley in the last couple of minutes we're going to hear that in a second but they said that this can actually propel City towards the league or basically it can help them in the league the yeah, confidence well, you've taken from the run and even tonight especially in the second half yeah well there's a fantastic team spirit within the team and you know as I said we regrouped the team at the start of this year we brought in seven new players because we felt that we needed more legs more energy and I think it showed that, that you know because last year we got beaten in the first round this year we're in the third round of Europe so I think it tells and um, our league record has been good obviously Dundalk are the team to beat but the most important thing for us is to bounce back not feel sorry for ourselves and I expect that we will bounce back does Greg now need a rest you were saying that a couple of weeks ago that maybe he needs some time off because of his ankle injury yeah we I don't know we just have to assess him in the morning we'll with physio again in the morning just have to mind him over the next couple of days we have three matches in a week obviously Monday Friday Monday in the league so it's back into it full steam again which is which is tough but at the same time you know they're fit lads they're great lads and uh, we're, we're in tomorrow morning and we'll see how he's over the next couple of days you are at home on Monday that's an advantage not having to travel it is it is an advantage but the uh, most important from our own point of view is that we get back to um, our league form and make sure that we, can, we don't drop points and see can we uh, put the 
Sean Dunlop. John, hard luck tonight, but well done on the run overall. Thank you. John Coffey, the Cork City manager, there talking after tonight's disappointing loss to Genk 2-1 on the night, 3-1 on aggregate. And let's hear now from former Cork City players Anthony Buckley, Colin O'Brien and Neil Horgan, starting with the reaction of Horgan to tonight's defeat. Um, I wouldn't say outclassed. I think uh, the first goal went in, they were up... Um, did a, did a uh, mountain to climb after the first goal went in in fairness after being one nil down the first leg but they did a fantastic in the second half Oisin. Um the likes of Stephen Beattie came out and had a fantastic performance I think it'll do them great for the league to come um, to know the experience that they had tonight like Kevin O'Connor playing in Europe at a really high level obviously they were a fantastic team they were playing against but it just didn't go them on the night I wouldn't say they were completely outclassed you know Is the frustrating thing Colin that City have shown good composure at times this season and they had a lot of ball tonight they had a lot of pressure on game but they didn't show that composure that they're capable of at times that's what will really disappoint John Caulfield maybe the players and the fans uh, possibly little bits at times but I think as well when, when you're playing this level opposition they'll put you under a lot more pressure as well um, I thought Gink managed the game very well obviously the goal up coming into the match in the first half I think they sat in and you know they were very dangerous in the break so so when Cork lost the ball in the opponent's half um, they broke at lightning speed very much so so um, dealing with that is difficult at this uh, this level um, but I agree with Neil I think it's a it's progression for, for, for the club and uh, it'll be a great learning curve for the players going on with the rest of the league I guess Anthony Buckley it's disappointing for Cork City the manner in which they conceded those goals well the early goal of course they're going be disappointed with that but I, I honestly think they can come out of it with a great deal of pride they they stood up to Genk they put in a good performance a, a few of the players were fantastic to be honest with you unfortunately the early goal really killed them but in fair the typical Cork City they respect to the very end for the fans put it in and John Coffey on the sideline was showing great passion and I, th- I, I honestly think they can come out of it with a great deal of respect You were involved when Cork City could have beaten Galatasaray how difficult is it to come back off a disappointment like this or from City's point of view do you take pride in what they did tonight because they, they really did put it up to Genk and un, they were unlucky not to get a draw of course they're going to be hugely disappointed because th- there was a chance maybe to go that step further which is a very important step but I suppose Galatasaray was Galatasaray was a long time ago and it was trying to get to the next level as well but this this now Dundalk have gone on Dundalk have moved into the next round City City unfortunately haven't but they can concentrate on the league now and, and hopefully get to this level again next year and they'll have, they'll have gone another step and there's you know another bit of experience and you never know when they, get, they will get to the next level you know After Dundalk on Tuesday night I suppose we were all saying how great the League of Ireland is after tonight I'm not saying we should change our minds but maybe it's a good gauge that the league is somewhere in between that hype and this disappointment uh, well, you're playing up a level, you know, like every round you go forward in, 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 in the Europe, Europe uh, qualifiers or whether it's the Champions League qualifiers, you, you go, every every round you go on, you, you're going to go up that level. And that's that's what Cork has gone up tonight. I think, um, personally, what Dundalk have done has been great. I think it is great for the league. I think Cork have added to it as well. There's no doubt about that. And uh, it's important that they can build on it. And we got to, you know, the big thing now is the league for Cork. It's the bread and butter. They have a big league match on, on Monday night and that's going to be really important because Dundalk are going to be playing right till December and if Cork have ambitions of catching them, they've got to get, uh, you know, three points back on the board in their next league game. Did we see in the second half as I knee Anthony Buckley there? I'm one of the few fellas to knee Anthony Buckley and get away with it. Well, I'm getting away with it now. As soon as the mic goes off, I could be in trouble. This could be my last podcast. Uh, Neil, did we see um, tonight that maybe John Caulfield 
can throw a bit more caution to the wind at times because when he threw on the strikers in the second half City improved they look calmer in possession they look more composed on the ball they look like they were going to create chances I appreciate they were playing against a level of opposition that's a bit higher than they normally do tonight but still he might take something from it uh, they definitely will I, I, I only think about our time back when we won League 2005 and we lost Slavia Prague it definitely stood us in good stead for the year to come yeah. you know? you're know, you playing at a high standard against a very good team and you learn lessons from it and for the rest of the year then you're trying to reach that level that Slavia Prague were, were at that's what we were trying to do and, and that's what the lads will try be doing now like because they'll have never played against a team like that before um, like say Kevin O'Connor like I keep mentioning the young lads on that team so Dundalk are up there we've beaten Dundalk twice already this year so all they need to do now is up it a little bit more and, and from that standard that they, they were up against tonight I mean if they take even a little bit from that they're in with a great chance for the season ahead I suppose Greg Bulger will need a rest now and that's a bit of a worry because he really does get this team going and John Caulfield has gone on record and said ideally he needs maybe two or three weeks off um, possibly yeah he, he, he's the heartbeat of the team in the middle of the park but I think if you have ambitions of going on uh, to try and win something um, you, you might have to go through a season with losing one or two key players for, for, for a certain amount of weeks that's really going to be important now how, how, how the rest of the squad roll in for the rest of the season how John uses does Colin it. Healy just come in as a direct replacement or how does John Caulfield work if Greg does need that rest oh, well he's got that option and what a great option that is you know Colin is a very experienced player very composed he, he, he had great experience for the team for the four for the rest of the season um, but you've got, to, you've got to be able to cope with uh, players that, uh, that are missing uh, going back to our own time in 2005 if you go through our whole season when we won the league we lost some key players during the season uh, but we had a very strong squad and I think that's going to be really important now for the rest of the season for John how the squad is used and when players do come in they see this opportunity and try and grab their place and push others Bucks do you think that they will go on and win the league now Cork City? I honestly think they have a great chance yeah absolutely I think that They've a lot of very strong young players. They've a lot of maturity. They've they've Colin Healy, who's on the sideline only chomping at the bit to come in and take over from Greg. So, yeah, absolutely, I think they have a great chance. And look, Neil, I think it is great, and I think we, everyone appreciates that it is great that Dundalk are going up to that next level, and at the very least, they'll be in the Europa League group stages. They will rake in the cash from that, and if they get to the Champions League group group stages, they'll rake in even more cash. There is a danger that that will put them so far out in front of everyone else. They'd be like Rosenberg and Norway back in the 90s. Is that a worry you have as a, as a City fan, as a former City player, as a League of Ireland person who isn't in Dundalk? It's not really. I know Shamrock Rovers, when they got to Europe, the stages, you know, they're not dominating the league now that people might have thought. Also, I, I don't know, I don't think our league really is capable of sustaining professional football at the moment, yeah. even be it for one club, you know. So I, I see them hopefully putting the money back into facilities because Oriel Park needs redoing, you know. And they know that. I think Steve Kenny was saying that yesterday on, on the radio himself. And, and not into things like crazy wages. I'm, uh, you know, we've, we've all learned where we're going. <laughs> and we thought we'd learned about property as well, and look what's happening now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's true too. But I think, you know, Oriel Park needs redoing. Um, and look, what they want there is to, to build a you know, sustainable club. That's where, where they're going to go, hopefully. And hopefully, you know, they'll be a premiership or a premier division club for the next foreseeable future. I don't see them running away at the league. Apart from Stephen Kenny being such a great manager, I, I don't think the money's going to be that much of an influence you know yeah. Sean McGuire didn't look particularly pleased when he was brought off tonight Anthony uh, do you think he'll be able to get over that is it about John putting the arm around him and saying look you understand I had to do it of course of course listen they train together day in day out 
he knows John, John knows him. There's, he'll have absolutely no problem with that. He'll totally understand it. It's, it's a case of on the training ground, John will put his arm around him and he knows what an important part he is of Corker to progress and do well. And Colin, finally, uh, with yourself, Sligo Rovers is the next game. That's Monday night, but it is at home. That does make a big difference not to have to travel. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like The recovery is massive for the players now. And the fact they are at home, they don't have that um, long bus journey, etc., overnight stay. So I think you know the, the next 40, 48 hours will be really important for the players, uh, for John recovering them, for looking at the squad, seeing who, who who's ready to go on Monday night. But it's it's a massive game because um, it's one they, they need to win uh, to keep the, 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 the pressure on Dundalk. OK. Colin O'Brien, Anthony Buckley and Neil Horgan. Thank you very much for joining us on the SSE Electricity League podcast here in News Talk on Turner's Cross. Time now to return back to concentrating on Dundalk and what they did in the Champions League during the week. As I say, this is the Friday Director's Cut version. So you know how this works. We kind of do one earlier in the week, then we react to what happens later in the week. So it's time to go back in time, but kind of forward in time. And back to me talking about Dundalk. Thanks, me. Back to me. Now, depending on when you're listening, let's start with Dundalk and that win over Bate Borisov. We'll hear from those currently and previously involved in the team, as well as a well-known Dundalk man who's made his name with uh, ESPN stateside. Uh, first, though, it's the leader of the revolution, Stephen Kenny, followed by his captain, Stephen O'Donnell. We started by asking Kenny if the win over Bate was as good or maybe even better than winning a league or a cup title. Oh, I think uh, for us to, to win the league two years ago to come from sort of bottom to win it and win it in such style and Dundalk full house was just really amazing um, we won the league here last year which was great to win it on the, ro- on the road here in Tala but it, it was inevitability we were well clear and, and we were always going to win it uh, the FAI Cup final special win at then in the Aviva 25,000 people but tonight was just a sheer ecstasy people didn't expect it you know, they nearly expected us to do that because we, we proved we sort of were the best team over the last couple of years. But Bate have just such pedigree, and uh, you know, they, to, they get it, they get there nearly every year in a group, and they beat beat Roma, four points off Roma, and they drew a Bayern Munich the year before. They consistently get good results. Yeah, uh, 600 over 600 European appearances in their team, uh, full of it. Everyone is an international, and um, for. We don't have any internationals. You know, not, we don't. not yet, anyway. Well, you know, we don't, we don't have any, and we don't. We have players who have come from different parts of Ireland. You know, Athlone, Waterford, Derry, Galway, good west of Ireland contingent, Mayo, Bahola, John Mountley from Mayo, all over Ireland. Um, you know, representing uh, uh, and obviously Dublin and other other parts that I'm leaving now. Mead, <laughs> Gary Rogers from Mead, and Shane Grimes from Dundalk. And I think uh, we have um, a lot of players from everywhere, and uh, they've come together and uh, and uh, you know behind Dundalk FC and, and and really really showed that character. You're an ambitious guy, and obviously your aim is to get into the Champions League. And look, you're one step closer. Mm. If you hadn't progressed tonight, would you have felt that that might have undermined what you'd achieved so far? Would it have taken away in some way, shape, or form? Because you look kind of as relieved as you were overjoyed when you did your pat rafter and jumped into the crowd. <laughs> Uh, no, it was just sheer ecstasy, you know. It was just sheer joy. It's a culmination of, you know, your life's work to yeah. to get into group stages. You you want to, you you just you have a desire to, and you, you work towards it every day, mm. and you prepare for it, and um, you want that, and um, to be in it with European Europe's elite, all of the teams in the fourth round, 
or clubs from major cities that are clubs that are major uh, you know have major fan bases in major stadiums mm. we're a small club you know we, we are a small club who uh, this group of players what they've achieved so far is phenomenal and now it doesn't have to stop here we've got the fourth round now of the, of the, of the Champions League and we want to try and get, to, get there I guess when you're a manager your family are kind of managing with you so obviously this means a lot for them as well I could see the joy in their faces and when I say family I don't just mean the blood relatives I mean the guys you work with every day the members yeah. of this club the people who were there when you were in the first division yeah I mean this club were seven years in the first division you know and it's uh, it is really a, a backwater you know the first division difficult to get out of and a club can die you know I've seen one or two clubs absolutely go out of existence and Dundalk went close to that apparently you know the year before we came in and a few months before we uh, you know when, when, when Andy Connolly and Paul Brown took over the club and appointed me as man, asked me to come in as manager and I decided I, I, you know what they travelled you know I live in, in the Inishon Peninsula right in quite part of the rural part of Ireland they travelled up and um, you know they, they arrived up and said we don't want to advertise the job, we don't want to interview anyone, we just want you to take the job. And I, I wasn't jumping through hoops, I said, I'll consider it. Um, and because um, I knew that they had a big, to come from, from, from bottom of the league. And What was it that sold you? When you know, did you because take I, I, felt that, I felt they were very genuine people and I felt I could work with them. And I knew that Dundalk had a, uh, a tradition and a fan base that would, uh, that were, you know, a passionate football town. And that, that, those, those are the real things. Uh, that, 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 uh, those two ingredients really were the, the reason I went. Stephen, a wonderful night for you. Well done. Uh, hop on that bus. It's going to Dundalk, but who knows where it's going after that? No, no. Actually, we're just recovering in the morning because really? we're, we're on in two and a half. Play Galway Friday, okay. so there's no no absolute rest. There won't even the players just so dedicated. Yeah. Um, the way they prepared between Iceland and Belarus, and yeah. they wouldn't even consider. They'd be just very focused on, on what we're doing. Liam Kearns, the Tipperary manager, said, "Look, I'm going to let them have a beer. This is a big thing. Do you let them have a beer? Do you let them celebrate tonight at all?" No, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. They, they wouldn't even. It's not that I wouldn't let them. They wouldn't. You know, they they know that if we hadn't got a game for another week, it'd be you know, I'd be. Yeah happy enough you know or, it's, or 10 days or 2 weeks we game on Friday so there's no, no, absolutely no it's relentless and that's the way you have to prepare Stephen O'Donnell captain of Dundalk and being very rude and interrupting a conversation no, I, between I, I you hear, and your father I hear enough of them already <laughs> come here first of all tell me how you're feeling after beating Bate Borisov 3-0 which secures a place in the playoff round of the Champions League it secures probably the greatest ever victory for an Irish club in Europe but at the very least it guarantees Dundalk a spot in the Europa League group stages. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, we knew we couldn't play any worse than last week and we came away with a 1-0 defeat. That was crucial. We were still in the tie. Uh, we, as I said, we couldn't have played any worse than last week and we knew if we were played to our full potential. I'm not saying we knew we could win 3-0, but we definitely knew we could make a tie of it, a tie of it and we did that. And um, you know, I think we deserved to win 3-0 nearly in the end. You know, It wasn't a smash and grab. We grew into the game. First 20-25 minutes was a bit cagey. You could see the sloppy possession, but after that then grew into it and we had the better chances I think How did you grow into it? Because as you say the first 20-25 minutes you looked very nervous you were giving the, the ball away an awful lot I think it was, that's what it was just a bit of iffiness you know we knew we couldn't concede and I suppose that puts a little bit of edginess on everyone uh, you can't really play a normal game but then after a while we grew into it you know we knew if we kept the tight midfield and at the back we have little Horgs and Patrick McElhenney when he came on you know different class uh, better than any of their attacking players you know I think so uh, 
we knew if we kept it tight the boys would create a little bit of magic that's what happened and Davey you know great header the first goal and he was there to finish the second and Robbie Benson coming off the bench brilliant quality as well took his goal great so we do have good players believe it or not you know I know it's hard to believe League of Ireland people don't believe that you have good players but there is actually decent players in the league I think they believe it now T- tell me about your performance how difficult is it when you're out there and trying to control a game in the middle and keep the ball in the middle because obviously Bate are a team who played a bit more intensity than you're used to maybe week in week out yeah definitely they pushed up on us but I suppose I have an easy enough job I just pass it 5 or 10 yards to boys Horgs and McElhenney have to go and try and beat players and that you know but you just try and keep a shape try and get the ball down and just ret- retain possession for your team and then uh, hopefully as I said you can give it to the skillful boys that can go by people in 1v1 situations and that and uh, that's what they've done tonight I don't think they could handle little Horgs on the left side anytime he got on the ball they had, they had, he had them twisted up so um, you know it's great as I said it's for, it's for the whole league it's not just for us uh, hopefully people start giving a little bit of respect but in fairness no one done that in the Europe bottle now really bar Rovers a few years ago so you know they, hopefully it's a stepping stone for everyone to see what, what can happen it's kind of it's one of those historic moments isn't it and it's it's just opened up so much potential for Dundalk as a football club and you guys as players. Yeah, this is what we were striving for the last couple of pre-seasons uh, when we were doing running in January and February. The manager said we're not trying to get our fitness level as the League of Ireland standard, it's the European standard to what you're coming to come up against. And I think we saw that there was no slackening off the last 15-20 minutes, no real tired legs, boys cramping or that. We could still go tight man v man against a season Champions League team, you know, and we finished stronger if that. And so, you know, that's testament to everyone, you know. I, at Dundalk we dedicate our lives to it um, that's what you have to do if you want to have nights like that we do do that and thankfully we got our rewards and everyone at the club got their rewards and hopefully this is the start of a good adventure and finally Stephen talk to me about Stephen Kenny because obviously players have to execute the game plan but the manager has to put it together and what a plan he put together yeah definitely uh, four years ago sure we started from blank canvas we were a bit of a shambles of a club uh, all cast offs and now look at us you know beating Bade Borisov 3-0 just goes to show you uh, what can happen uh, I think if you wrote a movie or wrote, done a book about it uh, people wouldn't believe it but that's what happens we've won back-to-back league titles and now we've as you said probably the best best European result in the history of the league Stephen congrats thanks thank you Stephen O'Donnell the captain of Dundalk what a performance again from him last night and it was a real pleasure to meet his family you'll hear from them in a couple of minutes also you'll hear from defender Paddy Barrett on not just winning and the significance of that but also what it means for a lot of their employment situation because you have to keep in mind with many League of Ireland players in fact most of them they are not contracted 365 days a year so when it comes to the off season they have to go off and do something else the Dundalk players presumably now don't have to do that because they'll be playing football right up until Christmas Um, we spoke to Paddy Barrett about that and you'll hear him in just a couple of minutes Uh, first though it's the fans some of whom you might recognise, well, well, you'll actually definitely recognise them because I'll tell you their names. Anyway, here they are on a great night for Dundee. We know who we are! We know who we are! We know who we are! Champions of Ireland! We know who we are! It's the greatest night in Irish football history, end up. It's excellent. We're not looking for the Europa League. We want to go to the Champions League. That's what this club's all about. That's why we're in this competition. Is this your best ever night following Dundalk? Without a doubt. It's my birthday, my 40th. It's the best birthday present of my life. Alan, you're Stephen O'Donnell's brother. That's how, right. How proud are you tonight? She's so proud. They put in so much. They were so disheartened last week after the performance. They thought there was a lot more in them. They really didn't have a shot on target. But to respond this week the way they did was unbelievable. 
Uh, every one of them, 1 to 13, 1 to 14, the whole squad were unbelievable. Gave everything they, they had and they got, I'd say, a result that no one thought was possible. of ESPN but more importantly tonight a Dundalk fan how are you feeling at full time Dundalk 3 Bate Boris off nil well I'll tell you one thing the nerves are almost shot there's no question about it it was a fantastic performance the second half was as good a half of football as you're going to see and Dundalk played the better football I've been supporting them for like 60 years I never saw anything like this folks it is absolutely crazy here in Dallas you think of 79 against Celtic and 81 against Spurs. Great performances, but they didn't get through those games. Tonight stands out because they've got through and got through in style. Yeah, and I even go back further. I go back Linkfield. I go back Rangers. I go back against Celtics. And they didn't get through. But tonight they did get through. And this is a major achievement. I mean, what a job this manager's done. He made a change in the first half when most managers are reluctant to make a change. But he made the change. And I think it made all the difference. Finn was a kind of struggling. He was having a struggle. But when he took on the new man, it changed everything. And the goal that they got in the first half, that's a, a world-class goal. It doesn't matter what you tell me. And I mean, if anybody deserved to be beaten, it was the keeper. He was out on the halfway line almost, doing stretching while the game was going on. I mean, I've never seen anything like that in my life. David McMillan with two goals tonight. Robbie Benson got what in the end kind of put the icing on the cake. David McMillan, a player who'd stand out anywhere, I imagine, and you watch football worldwide. Yeah, well, no question. I mean, he has a nose to be in the right place at the right time, and that's what it takes, you know. Sometimes you can be a brilliant footballer, but if you just don't get into the place where you can put the ball in the back of the net, it doesn't happen. But he seems to get himself into the spot where you can finish it off. And I mean, without him tonight, hey, it'd be a different story, that's for sure. Is this your greatest moment as a football fan, as a football follower? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, this is it. Up them dog. I mean, we're going through it. We're going to get into the next round of the Champions League. I mean, this is just incredible. Wouldn't I love to be sitting in ESPN studios talking about Dundalk playing in the Champions League proper, in the group stage of the Champions League, the greatest competition as far as I'm concerned in the world. ESPN FC to come live from Oriel Park, to come live from the town? Yeah, well, I'd love to do that, but I don't think Burley and Shaka Hislop and those guys... And they'll come along. I don't think they'll be allowed into Oriel Park. <laughs> Tommy, thank you. Still in Tala Stadium, soaking up both the rain and the atmosphere and joined by the Dundalk FM commentary team. Uh, lads, introduce yourselves uh, to the uninitiated. My name is John Murphy and uh, I've, lived, um, uh, I've lived to see another wonderful historic moment with Dundalk because I was the proud captain when we beat Zurich for the very first time in 1963 of Dundalk and went on to uh, uh, make history by winning out there which was never done before. So for me, this witness at all here tonight has been something I'll never forget and a wonderful thrill. But not only witnesses, beat the, the, see them uh, producing the football that they produced that uh, was a, a credit to the League of Ireland, a credit to any standard of football because they were up against a team that's uh, well and truly more, uh, a, a lot higher seeded than them. And uh, there was only one team was going to win there tonight and that was that Dundalk team. People said they couldn't do it from one nothing. We knew they can score goals. We have the best manager in the world in Stephen Kenny. 
no matter what anyone says, because he's produced, uh, uh, he's produced uh, miracles of Dundalk. Four years ago, we were down on Waterford fighting a, a, a relegation battle. Now tonight, we're in the third round of the Champions League and uh, also in the group stages of the Europa League. Now, if you can better that, well, I can't because it's, I'm just flying. I'm, I'm on a high heel. And, uh, you know, for me, an ex-player of Dundalk, I was lucky enough to captain them in 1963. Uh, it's, it's just been a wonderful evening all around. Uh, Cushy Hertley, Dundalk FM, uh, unbelievable night, and as John says, an unbelievable night for League of Ireland football. Which, uh, and we, we, we also have to wish Cork all the best on Thursday. But uh, what a performance to beat Bate, which bought four years out of five in the Champions League proper, uh, to come here uh, after we beaten 1 0 in Bate. Uh, to beat them three nothing, uh, fantastic performance by the dog. Uh, rating ratings for the dog players has to be ten out of ten for the whole lot of them. And the second half performance tonight was the best I've ever seen. Nobody gave us a chance. Uh, I'm here uh, in the dreamland, thinking that uh, my heart said the dog would win, but my head said uh, I don't think so. But look at fantastic night for the dog players and for Stephen Kenny and for all of the dog and for League of Ireland football. Wonderful. A special group of players led by Stephen O'Donnell, their captain. He looked yeah. calm and composed both last week and this week. Yeah. Daryl Horgan looked at danger yeah. anytime he went running. Dane Massey got forward, Gannon got forward, Macmillan getting two goals, Benson getting what was the icing on the cake. I mean, yeah. fantastic performances by all of them, by all the team, but those guys really stood out. Yeah, we, we may not see such a high performance as this every week, but we, we are very lucky to witness it. And Stephen Kenny has always said it, how lucky the Dundalk fans are to be able to come up to Oriel Park. But there's not enough of them coming up. There's only two and a half thousand. There was thousands here tonight that witnessed one of the the, the finest victories ever in the late for a League of Ireland. How do you explain that connection between the fans and the team? Because it's one of those really kind of strong connections between a team and its supporters. Is it the fact that Dundalk isn't a huge town? Is it the fact that it, you know it's a real footballing town? I mean, I know you'd like more yeah. supporters at Oriel, but the ones who do go, yeah. I really, really get behind the team. They are, but, but that, you get that feeling from the players themselves. Yeah. Why? Because they give you every ounce of sweat. Yeah. I said, there, if you could ring their jersey into a cup and pay them on what was in that cup, you'd be paying them high dollars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why? Because there's not a game goes by that they don't give you everything. We had plenty of players that came to the dog and had different gears one to six sometimes six which we didn't like and we're going away with the money these guys are not interested in money they're interested in playing for the club playing for the town and the night playing for their country as well and that's what has given them this uh, success that we'll never forget Stephen Kenny like he did with Derry like he did with Longford like he did here in Tata for a time at Rovers really has connected with his team and connected with the community and the club around it I mean what is it about Stephen Kenny that, that makes him so special as a manager? You've observed him quite closely now for a couple of years. Yeah, well, like, we have to take this opportunity and thanking the, the, uh, the new board that came on board, the likes of Paul Brown and Andy Connolly, and at the time, um, um, Kieran Bond. But they, 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 seen, they, they, they had the foresight to see that Stephen Kenny uh, had been released by Shamrock Rovers and was out. It seems unbelievable now, doesn't it, that anyone would release Stephen Kenny? Correct, yeah, right. Yeah. And, I, and I'd even say, like, if, if, you, if you spoke to many of the Shamrock Rovers fans on board, I'd say they regret it now. But they had the foresight to see him and ask him to come on board. And at the time, I think he's a wee bit hesitant maybe to get back into football so quick. But like, what he came like, uh, he came, we are nothing, we were maybe not a stone's throw away from being relegation. And within the space of, of, of 12 months, we were runners up in the league. And then the next year we won the league and then we done the cup double last year. 
look at and, and and what he has done at the time he came here he didn't sign household names he brought in individuals that he picked up from the likes of Merview, uh, uh, uh brian gartham and Pody down and only fellas that were genuine and you know you're talking about what what's the connection between the dock and the borders we see these lads in the town of the dock and that are every function maybe at school with with with, with, with disability school and uh, looking after kids every presentation they're always there to make presentations at school they've been around every schools and it's unusual to say but these people go out at night time and you know you, you, you might say that uh, you see people players in pubs having a pint them chaps go out and have a minute because they're here three, eight, four years from Dundalk, and I haven't heard one supporter in the town of Dundalk have a bad word to say about any player. And there's not one of the copy books are blotted with what they've done in Dundalk, not at all. John, the adventure isn't over yet, is it? It's not over yet, but I mustn't forget because Dundalk, the crowd came up here from Dundalk, a provincial town, and I must thank the Dublin public for coming out and supporting Dundalk. And this is what uh, this is what League of Ireland football is all about. Okay, it's our ch- chance this year to uh, go forward. It could be someone else's next year, and we sh- should all get behind these clubs. Football is at a low state at the moment in the Premier League. Dundalk have given it a shot in the arm the night, and I can ta- must thank the Dublin public for coming out and supporting Dundalk. They were brilliant. Gents, best of luck with the uh, playoff round and uh, whatever comes after that but it's been a pleasure talking to you both and a pleasure listening to you both I was sitting beside you throughout the game and it was almost as entertaining as the match itself thank you very much God bless you, thank you Daryl Horgan, left hand side just outside the channel trying to dance inside trying to slalom through the defence does a good job stands up across the back post play with Daryl now a lot of times I think we know each other's game fairly well and uh, he's a remarkable talent he's such a threat even um, at this level you know his pace and his trickery is, is fantastic and I knew if he, could, if he got it on his right foot where he was going to put it and um, I mean I think we've seen similar goals in the, in the league campaign this year and um, look he's put it right on my head and as I said just being able to lose the defender but I think yeah you, it's not a pre-hearse roof but I know when Daryl gets it in certain positions how, where he's going to put it and uh, that helps big time Daryl does wow just about sum up tonight's performance and result not even close not even close you know it was a it was an unbelievable performance and just probably the best result an Irish team has ever ever had in uh, in Europe has sunk in in any way shape or form yet long term what this means for you as a player what this means for the club what this means for Irish football <laughs> probably sink in when we play in the new camp in September you know that'll be one of the sink in I suppose definitely in the Europa League group stages but to quote Chris Tarrant we don't want to give you that we want you to go on go to the Champions League you can do it surely you must have to believe well we're after knocking out Champions League regulars you know they've been in the group stages five of the last seven years so we're very very I suppose confident now that if we can keep playing like that if we can pull out two more performances like that we can definitely be in the group stages Massey might get to the back post Massey has a strike it's going the back of the net it's David McMillan again Massey's shot was stopped across the face of goal it's bounced onto the head of McMillan who somehow turned it in John Dork lead 2-0 on the night We have players who have come from different parts of Ireland, you know, Athlone, Waterford, Derry, Galway, Good West of Ireland contingent, Mayo, Bahola, John Mountley from Mayo, all over Ireland, you know, representing, uh, and obviously Dublin and, and other, other parts. 
that I'm leaving now. Mead, <laughs> Gary Rogers from Mead and Shane Grimes from Dundalk. And I think uh, we have um, a lot of players from everywhere and uh, they've come together and uh, you know behind Dundalk FC and, and, and really, really showed their character. John Mountney of Dundalk, what a night for the club and for the League of Ireland. Oh, unbelievable. What uh, just <laughs> really is something special, you know, to to be guaranteed Europa League group stages and, and uh, one step away from Champions League group stages is something special, you know, for an Irish side. I'll never forget a few years back when Shamrock Rovers were playing in the uh, Europa League against Tottenham Hotspurs. I was at Merv United at the time and uh, I was sitting at home watching the match and my old manager Johnny Glynn texted me, asked me was I watching, I replied I was and then he sent me a message back saying you'll be playing in it one day and you know what it actually sunk in as soon as the whistle went like that, you know, like yeah. guaranteed to be playing Europa League which is, it's, it really is something special no stranger to big moments himself Johnny Glynn um, just before I let you go you're a Mayo man this will obviously mean a lot to people at home and your local club and the county and a big week for the mm. county in a sporting sense exactly yeah well we all know Mayo's it's a it's a big GA area you know and they're a very successful team down there so it's nice it's nice for football so- for the soccer sides in Ireland or anyone who's established you know from Mayo to do well I know there's a good few lads from Mayo that are in the League of Ireland so it's uh it is great to do it, obviously representing your county as well and, and especially the little village Bohol. I had a few friends and uh, family up tonight so it really was something special. Robbie Benson is in one and one, he might be able to finish it. Benson, green out for John Dock! John Dock are going through to the playoff round of the Champions League! They're leading 3-0 on the Knights and 3-1 on aggregate and Robbie Benson who came on for David McMillan who scored twice has just secured their passage. How tough was it to watch the last 20 minutes from the sidelines? Obviously, you'd given everything. Stephen felt, look, we need a change here. You looked a bit tired, but it must have been tough because players want to stay out there, don't they? Because they always yeah. think they can make a difference. I think it's just easier to be out there. You don't have time to think about it. You've got to think about who, where you need to be, who you need to be marking and, and so on. And um, when you're on the bench, you've got too much time to think. Um, but look, uh, it was tough to watch, but um, I thought the lads were brilliant. And, and once the third goal went in, it gave us that little bit of breathing room. We knew if they scored, they still needed two. So um, it was a brilliant goal by Robbie, to be fair to me. He took it brilliantly on his weaker foot. And um, no, that made life a little bit easier. And uh, yeah, I think everybody defended unbelievably to keep a clean sheet was huge because obviously we didn't score an away goal last week. I know this might seem like a silly debate, but is tonight's win and what you've achieved as good as winning a league or a cup? Um, it's quite different, I think, yeah, but um, you saw the celebrations there. I don't think they were too dissimilar to to uh, winning the league here last year. You know, it was great that you had so many fans down and everything, probably even more tonight, obviously, because um, it was a home game as such. So, um, yeah, look, it's, uh, I think to beat Bate season Champions League team is, is a huge achievement. Uh, you know, I said a couple of weeks ago after we beat uh, FH that it was only one game. We had a lot more to play for and maybe people thought we were dreaming and, and we were being ridiculous, but I think it shows the talent in our team that we can go and beat Bate and, uh, you know, we can keep dreaming about the Champions League. Was it important for you to ram home the point how good you are? Would you have felt maybe that your achievements up to this point wouldn't have been worth as much had you not won tonight? Yeah, look, uh, <coughs> to beat the Icelandic team, you know, to beat FH, is, yeah, it's an achievement, but um, I think beating a team of Bate's calibre is uh, a whole different story. And um, hopefully, people stand up and take a bit of notice now. And uh, it can only, you know, hopefully, only do good for our league. That um, hopefully, more people come out and support the league and uh, support the teams. And uh, I think we've shown that there's a lot of quality in the league. And obviously, Cork are doing tremendously well as well. You know, I watched their game last Thursday, I thought they were unlucky to lose. And you know, I wish them the best on Thursday. Hopefully, they can get a, a similar performance in. And uh, I know they've sold out Turners Cross, so I think at the moment there's a lot to be proud of in our league. And uh, as I said, hopefully. Uh, they can get through and, and we'll have two Irish representatives in, in Champions League and Europa League playoffs.
best night of your career? Uh, I think so, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I think definitely um, there's been some, some big nights, but um, this probably tops off everything. It's just been a, a whirlwind couple of weeks for me. It's just so many goals and everything seems to be going in for me at the moment. So it's, it's just been remarkable. I'm, I'm really happy and uh, hopefully we can do it again. Martin O'Neill is watching tonight. Do you allow yourself to dream about a possible call-up obviously Gary has been with the squad um, we've seen what Wes Houlihan has done from a League of Ireland base and Stuart Byrne has continually said there are players in the league at the moment who are good enough to be in the squad the Irish squad that is yeah I, I, I agree with that I certainly don't dream about it myself I think at my age and things like that now I wouldn't I wouldn't even think about it I'm just concentrating on big things I wouldn't even think about that for a second but I do think there's players in the squad the likes of Daryl um, and people like that who are at a great age and uh, have just as a know, footballer though surely you have to have you dream still. I mean, uh, and you're getting goals. You're getting important goals. You know. Yeah. Look. Key goals, and yeah, that's what the striker I, I, needs to be. To be honest, it's just, I don't think it's going to happen. But um, I do think there are players definitely good enough to do it. And um, look, it's great that Martin's here tonight, and he came in to, to give us congratulations at the end. So um, that was a good moment. To, you know, we're very grateful for that. And look, hopefully he can see more of us in two weeks' time. And there are players that he wants to, to maybe give a chance to. And I think, as I said, the likes of people like Daryl and things like that, that and Patrick Magalani, Ron Fins, they're all good enough to do it. Um, so who knows? Um, hopefully they'll be given an opportunity How important is it to know that you can hold your nerve no matter what happens from here on in? Yeah I thought it was uh, a really calm performance you know you might have seen us as you said you know you might start hoping it with 10 minutes to go just hoping to hold on but I thought we continued to try and play football and that composure on the ball that will stand to us I think in, in even bigger games now coming up Paddy Barrett of Dundalk but most importantly from Waterford obviously players want to be part of big nights and glorious moments but when Dundalk or a team like Dundalk achieves something like this it means so much more maybe to the players because people forget that a lot of you guys you're, you know, you're not employed 365 days a year by the club and this means an awful lot because it means you know, a lot of you will get extended contracts it gives you a bit more security it means an awful lot in that sense as well of course it does you know um, like all of us are really on 42 week contracts you know that I mean there's three months in the year that we don't get paid and we have to go off and get jobs or whatever you know um, so me personally you know I go, I go back to Warford in the off season and uh, work you know um, and obviously uh, I don't want to be grafting every day you know for a, for a few shillings you know in the off season and saving up saving up during the season for, the, for money for the off season you know so obviously um, just to get that security where we kind of get an added contract now in the off season and play in the off season get paid in the off season and there's chances there for big bonuses as well you know so um, it's an unbelievable like feeling that you know that we have we have football over the off season and it, uh, that'll pay um, that'll pay off to us you know playing all over the off season and then obviously going into next season as well because people say in football oh the money shouldn't matter but that's fine if you're on a Premier League wage if you're playing in the League of Ireland it's very different so this you know this that that shows how much tonight means. Yeah, of course, you know, um, if you're if you're picking up a good wage every week, we say like you know a few thousand a week um, in the Premier League on, on fifty, you know, on year contracts, you know, and signing two, three year contracts, you know, and you're like us, you know, signing one year deals for forty two weeks of the year, you know, it's not easy, you know, um, and obviously uh, we're like the money in Irish football isn't as good as it is abroad, you know, that it'll kind of set you up for your life, you know, uh, here we kind of. It's down and you grind it out, you know, um, year on year, you know, you try to save every few shillings that you have, you know, but um, it's unbelievable like that we have that chance that we get paid for the off-season, you know, in 52 weeks uh, or whatever it is. Um, that it might, it might even, uh, it might give like um, a ring out to the FAI or whatever like that. 
42-week contracts, you know, it kind of has to be pushed a little bit more, you know, for the likes of uh, players, you know, that they might achieve, even the likes of Cork, you know, next week, they might achieve what we've achieved tonight, you know. Um, but like it might give them a, give them a ring give them a ring out there like that to show that players obviously aren't happy signing 42 week contracts that there is a time you know that you kind of have to step in you know the way obviously games but you've t- taken it in your own hands tonight though by, by getting that at the very least Europa League group stage a spot yeah of course it's all down to ourselves you know every week um, the last couple of weeks you know it's been incredible you know and to have that we have an aim you know before the game where we know that there's financial uh, financial um, stuff at stake and that know. must weigh on your mind people say oh we don't think about that but it must do of course it does you know of course you'll be thinking about it but obviously when you're playing when you're during the game it doesn't you doesn't think about it but when Robbie Benson's goal went in then <laughs> I was thinking about it then you know yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a good thought as well you know because it's, it makes you feel a lot it relaxes you you know that yeah. you know that there's there's money there you know yeah. coming in and uh, you won't have to worry about getting a job getting when a job you're in the off season you know because yeah. it's a disaster when you go, go down and look for jobs yeah. and yeah. kind of a slap of reality you know yeah just before I let you go Brian Flannery was tweeting about you he said it's great to see a Mount Sion man involved in the Champions League this was pre-game I haven't seen him tweeting since because I've had my phone off to do interviews and whatever so I can only imagine what he's saying now it's a great night for you but it's a great night for footballing people in Waterford because they're very proud of their footballing sons in Waterford yeah um, obviously I'm a Mount Sion man you know I've played hurling before um, before I stopped playing hurling to play the soccer you know and obviously paid off to be the right decision you know but to get that support from Waterford you know and lads at home you know because obviously Wolves United themselves are struggling you know and football down in Waterford at the minute isn't at the level that it should be you know but um, for me coming from Waterford you know um, you just have to take it all in you know the respect that a lot of people in Waterford have for me and the support that people give me like is, is incredible you know I'm only a young fella from Waterford and how old are you? yeah you know how old are you? I was 23 last week um, so to get the respect and like even the messages coming in, you know, I haven't even turned on my phone yet, but I know already that there's going to be messages coming in from a lot of people around Waterford that have respect for me and uh, appreciate where I've come from, you know, and uh, like I obviously, I'm obviously appreciate all that and just glad, you know, but uh, long may it continue as well. I'd say Matt Keane is crying somewhere tonight. Listen, Paddy, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks very much. Cheers. Go on the town. What a night it was for Dundalk winning their Champions League third qualifying round uh, encounter against Bate Borisov in Tala Stadium on Tuesday night. We'll know a bit more detail uh, by now if you're listening to the Director's Cut version released on Friday. We'll know how Cork City did against Genk and we'll know who Dundalk are playing in the playoff round of the Champions League. Let's hope Cork City are looking ahead with excitement to the Europa League playoff round rather than looking back with regret. Uh, it is a busy weekend on Friday. Waterford taking on Athlone in the first division. Cabin Teeley up against Cove Ramblers. Drogheda meeting Limerick and Shelburne taking on UCD. Congratulations to Limerick, by the way, on their win over Derry earlier in the week in the EA Sports Cup semi-final. In the Premier League, Dundalk back to the grindstone. Stephen Kenny obviously talking about that in the interview with me earlier on. Um, they're away to Galway United. That game is live on Air Sport. Dundalk are six points clear at the top, but they have played one more game than Cork City, who are away to or who are at home, I beg your pardon, to Sligo Rovers. As for the rest of the Premier League games this weekend, Derry City up against St. Pat's, Bohemians playing host to Finn Harp, Shamrock Rovers taking on Longford Town, and Wexford Youths up against Sligo. Busy couple of days for uh, Sligo, who are playing on Friday night and indeed Monday night. Right, Daniel Kelly is sitting in with me next week for the SSE Electricity League podcast here on News Talk. 
Richie McCormick is away in Rio sunning himself well I'm sure he'll do some work at the Olympics but uh, yeah Dan will be here next week we're looking forward to talking to you uh, a great week for Dundalk let's hope by the time you're listening to this on Friday the director's cut version that it's been a good week for Cork City if you're listening before then no doubt you're as excited as me looking forward to the match anyway we'll talk to you soon take care good luck bye bye <laughs>